Okay, it's time to commit. 2024 is the year for prioritizing yourself. Begin your new smile journey with Byte, and you could start seeing results in just two to three weeks. Just order your at-home impression kit today for only $14.95 at Byte.com. Byte clear liners are doctor-directed and delivered to your door. Treatment costs thousands less than braces, plus they offer financing options, accept eligible insurance, and you could pay with your HSA, FSA. Get 80% off your impression kit when you use code WONDERY at Byte.com. That's B-Y-T-E dot com. Start your confidence journey today with Byte. What happened to the Bills' explosive plays on offense? Is it a blip or a trend? Plus, the run game minus Josh Allen. Can it be fixed? Does it need to be? And is rookie Kenny Pickett a potential problem on Sunday? That's all coming up on this week's edition of the Buffalo Plus Podcast. Hey everyone and welcome into the Buffalo Plus Podcast presented by Connors and Ferris here on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel. Dan Fates here, Mike Catalana there, Jenna Cottrell getting a veteran rest day. We will get into, can the running game be fixed? What is going on with the lack of explosive plays? We're also going to talk about the Steelers, Kenny Pickett getting his first career start in Buffalo on Sunday. All of that coming up, plenty to get into. But first, make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. Comment in with where your level of confidence is with this offense. Look, they're they're still 3-1. and one. Um, They're 14.5-point favorites now, I believe, <laughs> against Pittsburgh, Mike. Um, so make sure to like, comment, and subscribe. We really appreciate it. But, Mike, I, I we were kind of talking about it just off air. Your level of concern with this lack, with the lack of explosiveness by this Bills offense. Yeah. I mean, you want efficiency too, right? You want to be able to move the ball. They've had some long drives. You want to be able to convert on third downs. I think they're first in the league and converting on third downs. Those are all pluses. But this is Josh Allen in this offense. And Stefan Diggs is elite. He's basically, you know, second in yards. He has the big plays, and some of them came early in the first couple of weeks. It's been a little different the last couple. But when you look at making life a little easier, and when we're talking about explosive plays, certainly in the past game, Dan, we're talking about over 20 yards. Yeah. And, you know, you got to give them all of them. Uh, You know, I mean, the Chiefs had him with Tyreek when it was a six-yard play, and he'd go 40. It's 40 yards. I really don't care how far you have to throw it. I'm talking about those kind of plays. And we're just not seeing them. And now Diggs has got him. So when you go through it, right, Diggs has 26, 21, 53, 28, 23, 46. And then it goes, nothing. And I think it's that number two receiver position. Now, in fairness to Gabe, he had two in the opener against the Rams. Mm -hmm. I don't think he's been healthy. Nope. He hasn't looked healthy. He's gutted it out. He says he's healthy now. But, Dan, in order to score and to be the offense this team needs to be, you need some chunk plays in that passing game, and they just haven't gotten them. Yeah, it's it's, (laughs) – you want to be, like you said, to be able to have long drives. The problem is is when you look at the analytics of that, of it's not sustainable to have – 10 play drives all the time. It's just too hard to methodically go down the field because at some point 
there's going to be a holding. There's going to be a false start. And now all of a sudden you're backed up on third and 15. And with the Bills, while they're converting third downs, it's just you're stacking the deck against you. And, and I think it goes the Gabe Davis injury. Uh, he says he feels closer to 100% now. Sean McDermott even acknowledged it on Wednesday, the fact of like, yeah, Gabe's not playing well because of his ankle. Like he's he's out there because they need him. And that goes to my second point, which I also think it's it's other injuries too. Uh, you know, like the list is going on and on. And, and whether it was the offensive line in Miami, um, obviously now no more Jameson Crowder. I know he's not an explosive play guy, Mike, but he's a guy that fills lanes, does his job, can draw defenders. And then finally, I think this is, the learning curve that is a new offensive play caller. I, yep. I, I don't think we can just sit here and say, well, Josh and, and Gabe got to play better when Dorsey's got to do a better job of, of figuring this out. And this was all, remember in the preseason, Mike, in training camp? Well, yards after catch. They got to have yards, yards after catch. No, they, they, they got to have big plays. It doesn't matter if it's a 50 yard catch and he's tackled right away or a five yard slant that then goes 15. Yeah, when you look at it, uh, you know, like Singletary has a 20-yard pass. It was a little dump off, and he took it for 22. I mean, that's that's Moss nice when you get that. a 40-yard run. He had a 40-yard run. Um, McKenzie's only had a couple. And I also think we'll see if he plays this week. Um, and this maybe plays into the running game a little bit. And we're going to get to that. And I know you love talking running game. Mm -hmm. But where's where are the plays for McKenzie? Where are the the – the uh screens the um the, you know the handoffs to mckenzie where are yep. those plays the jet sweeps did we just forget about those plays and i yeah, thought they Dable, were effective Dable took them with them apparently yeah and i don't know why and i'm talking about plays that open it up now let's get back to the players uh one of the big splash plays on offense is jake kumaro good he made a catch we're not counting on jake kumaro to make catches right okay so you're not getting them from Knox. He has one 20-yard catch. It happened last week. You're not getting them at the moment from Davis. And again, I think, I, I really do think, in fairness to Gabe, he's he's got to be healthy yeah. in order to play. I think it's effective. And you appreciate the toughness. He knows he's needed to be out there. Tough and, as they come as a wide receiver. Right. So you're out there playing, but guys won't admit it. And I get why they don't admit it. But then you see it manifest itself on the field where there's no one that scares you in the passing game currently other than Diggs. And if I'm if I'm playing the Bills, I'm like, you can't run the ball. You don't have a great intermediate passing game. You haven't really found a way to get McKenzie involved, whether that's just on the regular slants as a slot guy or in the jet sweeps and it's all on digs because you haven't gotten it from the tight end yet either. That makes it really tough on Josh Allen. Yeah. And Mike, you talked about where are the screens to McKenzie and things like that. Dan Orlovsky just did a breakdown. I tried to do my own on Twitter of, on the fourth down play in the third quarter. Orlovsky was saying that the bills are one of the best screen teams in the NFL now. And he said, it's because, they're identifying that they're playing 10 yards off of Stefan Diggs and Josh is just taking the snap and putting it where it needs to be. And then Diggs gets eight to nine yards that like though that that's working well. Um, it, it, this thought that like, Oh, teams just don't let you throw over the top. And this, they play this cover two shell with two high safeties. 
it's kind of a cop out to me because you don't think teams have done that against Mahomes and other other teams. Like there has to be some level of creativity that I I personally feel falls on Ken Dorsey to yeah. to, to, to get something. And again, I will reiterate injuries. Um, continuity ha- hasn't really been there at times of, the, of this offense, but it has fallen a lot on. There haven't been as many, and we talked about it before. I think on the podcast, easy plays yeah. that Josh just gets the, the, the seven yard completion that it's the play call and it's one read and that's it. Yeah. Everything seems kind Tough. of like a struggle. Like, it is. One, his progressions are one's not open, two's not open, maybe a check down to three and I'm off. Yeah. And that that's on the court. That's on the play caller. It is. And, you know, this is not a team that should be scoring 20 points a game. No. This is a 30-point-a-game team. And so, again, it's early. It is mm-hmm. still early in the season, and there are reasons behind it. If you look back to last year, they got off to a rough start against the Steelers. Wasn't a great offensive game, and they just looked off. And then they won 35 to nothing in Miami, but the didn't offense look, didn't play well. Didn't look good. Yep. Then it started to come around. And when I look back at it, I'm like, who was making those plays? And it was interesting because it was Emmanuel Sanders who was making those plays early. He was really effective early on uh, for this passing game. Slowed down. Injuries slowed him down, too. Gabe Davis became more of the offense. Obviously had the huge playoff game and all those things. But you still did have Beasley. And... McKenzie was very effective in his role. So he's in a different spot this year. So it's not 100% on the coordinator. Guys still got to make plays. I mean, Davis had some drops, and even Diggs had a drop. That should have been a touchdown. He admitted it right away. I dropped it. My job is to get open and catch the ball. He only did half of the job. But I just want to see for Josh Allen something easy for him. He's got to run to get the first downs. He's got to make the plays. He's got to – Fit it into tight windows. Like, I think going forward, you want to see a little more fluidity to the offense and a little more rhythm. And I was happy on Sunday when they went to a little tempo, Mm -hmm. and I think it helped them. I'd like to see a little more of that this week, too. Anything to get them more snaps. You know that Titans game when it was comical how easily they were getting the ball to Diggs? He was just crushing. I don't know what the Titans were doing. Whatever it was, the Bills just – toyed with them man I want to see that offense come back and I think there are the pieces there and maybe Khalil Shakir is going to be the guy who helps facilitate yeah boy he is I talked to him yesterday Mike the most laid back (laughs) calm cool rookie and I asked him like where's that demeanor come from because we talked to him at rookie minicamp and he kind of he introduced himself to us which is one of the funniest things that's happened we went up to him like hey you have a second he's like yeah hi I'm Khalil he like, knew Buffalo plus probably big fan. He did. Yeah. He was, watching. Um, but he said his dad kind of always taught him to kind of be even keel. He goes, I'm definitely the quietest one in the wide receivers room. And I said, that's, that's probably a given. <laughs> yeah. and, and then he said, he goes, I do get fired up. He's like, I am a competitor. He's like, and as I get more comfortable, my role increases, you'll see that. Um, the one thing I wanted to say, Mike was we just nitpicked this offense for seven minutes that's a good thing. Yeah. Like if we were sitting here going like, man, they are so good. Like Orlovsky and, and Trent Dilfer and all these guys that I listened to that really know football played football said like, 
the teams now, like Mike, we talked about it, you know, at the station the other day, the Eagles are playing the best right now, but the Eagles probably aren't the best team in the NFL. And there's a, there's a big difference. And obviously we've only hit a quarter of the season, but you would have to think that some of these things, the bills will figure out, which will make everything more encouraging. Things are tough right now. I don't see them continuing to be tough. Um, again, I know the the conditions were one, and like I said in Baltimore, but the Ravens defense stinks. Yeah, and that was a disappointing game offensively, albeit in the rain. That's a bad defense. You know what? When I was watching it um, there, I'm thinking to myself, "There's no rhythm," and I think McDermott sensed that to start the game. He wanted that offense to jump right out because it always seems like they score on the first drive, and you know, they turned it over and that put them on their heels a little bit, but then they just, there just wasn't a spark and whether it was a drop, they had drops and eventually had a fumble or Josh was, I mean, he was a little fired up. Some of the passes, why you'd like to see them all be caught. Uh, it was putting a lot on them. They just were again, a little bit off. And I honestly would say this outside of digs, there's no bread and butter for this team. And maybe that's an old person saying, I'll just say it, but that just means yeah. the thing you just go to. Yeah. And they don't, they don't have a running back who can make a play yeah. yet. I mean, Singletary's been okay, but we'll get to the running backs, but Dawson Knox, I will say this for Knox. I give him this one. He wasn't healthy and he had two fantastic blocks in that yeah. game, which is part of his role. Yep. Uh, but you're paying him that money to catch the ball and make plays. And he did have one nice catch in the game, but you saw that last year where we said, Dawson Knox is a playmaker for this offense. Now he's getting in the end zone. He's making plays, some big plays. We haven't seen that. So, you know, I don't think a lot of it falls on Josh Allen. I think he's been Josh Allen. I mean, he's just, you know, a bad start. I think we can, like, I think it's okay to say he got off to a shaky start in Baltimore. Yeah. do you know what's always funny too? When Josh seems to get a little rattled is when passes get tipped or knocked oh, yeah. down at the line. And you never think of it as like the guy's six five. Like, how can he not throw? It's like that has very little to do with how tall the quarterback is and just the reads of defensive linemen. Some are better at it than others. And when you're kind of containing that happens. So yeah, but it's, it's again, Mike, we talked about, it's not how you start. It's how you finish that game. And Josh Allen was magical uh, from the third quarter on, I thought. Yeah. And, and like I said, some of these things are going to come together and maybe, you know, maybe this is the week and we've talked about this team blowing people out and it is, but I think they could kind of use a game like this and you wouldn't think it would come against the Steelers. And we don't know if it will, but just the idea of getting that offense where, where you know, yeah. everybody is getting a piece of this and things are working and you have that other team on their heels. And I mean, you know, you go back a year ago in that New England game where they score on every drive. What does Josh said? Uh, you know, we don't expect to score on every drive. Well, you know, sometimes we do like because they've done it before where it's. Yeah. They don't punt and they don't turn it over. They just move up and down the field. That's there for this yeah. team. I do think Dorsey will get it together at, with a, a lot of these things coming back. Because again, Dable struggled early in the year when they Absolutely. weren't right. 
They didn't have yep. everything right. Um, but God, that's it's the cat and mouse game. You have to yeah. make your checks. Like I said, for the longest time, Josh struggled with two high safeties and zone defenses, and then he started lighting them up. So then teams yeah. went back to man, and then he started lighting up man. Like it, this the regression to the means, the way things go back and forth. Um, to the next point, though, and, and I think I'm going to surprise you. Okay. I think I'm going to surprise you with this okay. running game take because it's not typical Dan. But I but I have a little bit of coach coach fates in me and this okay. one because Josh Allen has led the Bills in rushing yards in three out of the four games this season. Sean McDermott was asked about it on Wednesday. He said they need to add another layer, another dimension to their offense. To which I would laugh and say it's not going to be the running game. But nonetheless, he said he's not overly confident, overly comfortable with the fact that Josh is the team's leading rusher. Um, I asked Mitch Morris about it in the locker room, and I thought he gave a pretty smart answer when he said a lot of those are scrambles. Like they're not necessarily all designed runs. Like Josh is doing his thing because he's a competitor and wants to win. But Mike, I know we've talked to like, they're just not a physical team yeah. and I don't see this improving anytime soon. Yeah. I, I think when you look at it again, the way the NFL looks at it is at least the analytics are run plays of more than 10 yards where it's a burst, where you see it. Um, and they actually list those plays in the play by play as run or scramble. So Allen's are probably two-thirds of those are listed as scrambles. But in terms of 10 plus, 13, 10, 19, 11, 20, and 11, that's him. Singletary has four, 12, 13, 16, and 18. Then you have the, well, you do have the Cook run, James Cook of 33 yards, when a lot of people maybe weren't paying attention at the end of that Titans game. The one Zach Moss run, then he had another 17-yard run. And I don't even mean... Like, these are the burst plays where you're saying the running game is is gouging people. Honestly, when I watch them hand the ball to a running back now, I'm pleasantly surprised when it's three yards. Yeah. yeah. Three yards or more. You're like, and, wow, second and seven. And I'm sorry. You can be dedicated to the pass. You can say the pass better. You're an NFL elite offense with a great quarterback and skill guys that can make plays, you have to be able to run the ball better than that. And Devin Singletary maybe isn't Saquon Barkley, but he should be able, they should be able to run it better than they are. They need to be able to lean on it this much at times. Give Josh a break. Get a series where you, you know, they did have a couple carries in that Ravens game where they got it to Singletary and he got him a couple of runs and at least take a breath where it's like, oh, this is the way other people play. Hand the ball off, get a couple of yards, and then then let Josh take them apart. But I just think it's not sustainable. Not that the pass plays aren't better and more overly effective, but it's almost that you you have there is not a play, a running play, with a non-Josh Allen carrier that you have faith in to get decent yardage let alone the whole other question of what do you do on third or fourth and one or two? Because yeah, that's a whole different conversation. It's a mess. Yeah, it is a mess. Um, I, I, two points and they kind of blend into one another. Um, Kyle long 
longtime offensive lineman was just on the part of my take podcast. Yep. Played with the bears for a long time. And then he was also on the chiefs for, he was on the sidelines of the chiefs game. He was there. Um, he gave a cool perspective about what it's like to be an offensive lineman and, and, and kind of, again, we don't talk about them. They're not very vocal players to begin with. So you don't always get to know what's going on for them, but he talked about how linemen never want to go backwards. Like they never want to pass block. I get it. He goes, we want to know the snap count and we want to hit, we want to go forward and hit them before they hit us. All good points. He also said that he goes, it's demoralizing to defenses when you get constantly run on, you know, the defenders have, have egos and he goes, watch a touchdown run. He goes after watch the defense after they give up a five yard touchdown run because they're all hanging their heads. They're yep. all like, Oh my gosh, they just challenged our manhood and ran it down our throats. He goes, there'll be teams that they'll, they'll throw the ball down the field and he goes, they'll score a touchdown and be like, that's all right. That was all gimmicky. We'll get them next time. We'll figure it out. <laughs> he goes, but my point is, is in, it goes to the Bills offensive line and it goes to James Cook. If you want something, because I heard all the, a bunch on the broadcast of the Sunday's Ravens game, the Bills want to run the ball better. Mike, I want more money. Like I want a bigger contract, but that doesn't mean I'm going to get it. And so the Bills saying they want to move forward, they want to run block. Then earn the, earn the right to run it more. Like it's the same thing where it's oh. like, you guys don't, you guys want to run the ball. We're offensive linemen. Then move a person out of the way so that like Mike, like you said, that it's a six yard run and I can be slightly excited about it. They've said that before. Yes. Like they've talked about in the O-line and saying, we need to do what we can so that, and was Dable at the time, has faith in us uh, to no hand faith. the ball off. And you would think that there's a point where they're going to come in, and I'm not saying game plan like, I mean, you do it. You got Josh Allen. You know, Kyle Long played for the Bears who, you know, I mean, Mitchell Trubisky was their best quarterback in the last 15 years. Um, you do have Josh Allen, and I get it. And yeah. and I'm not trying to be, you know, the Bills are first in first downs, first in third down conversions. Like, there's a lot of positives. But I just see more there. And I think – some success running it, whether you you come up hey. with a with a, with plays that you have total confidence in that you can get a few yards and move to the next thing would help the entire offense. I agree. <laughs> I, it, and th this goes back to the point of it's like then have a couple successful runs because yeah, it would be nice. Like, I, but I'm sitting here going insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. They're just beating their head into the wall. And that's my point where I'm saying it's a waste of a down. Like it is something needs to be figured out. Look, they're not the biggest offensive line. This isn't necessarily their strength. Like they get pushed back a lot on running plays. And again, not an offensive lineman, never been in an NFL huddle, but like to earn that respect. And that goes to my point of James cook, because I hear, a bunch of people in my mentions on Twitter going, give James Cook more opportunities. Yeah. That's where the running game is. What has James Cook done? Oh, he's done nothing. No, so, no, no. So the, the argument would be get Saquon Barkley in a trade and see if you can make it work because he's an elite back who has already shown he can do that. But quite honestly, I 
I think it, well, now look, and the, and the Giants have a lousy offensive line too. They're a little bigger, yeah. but they're just yeah. not a good line. They just don't score, and teams will basically almost. I'm not saying they give Barkley yards, but the Giants just can't hurt you in the passing game. The Bills can crush you. My point is that makes it, it even more it embarrassing even that more, their running yes. game sucks. Yeah, and and look around. Look around. I'm telling you, you know the good teams at least can run the ball. Can, yeah. If you got Patrick Mahomes, you don't need it to run as much, but you need moments where you're running the ball. And yeah. obviously, you know, you talked about the Eagles, and you guys know I follow them. They're a dip, team built differently. They have an elite offensive line. Well, a great I love scheme. watching them run the ball. It's they fun. are right. But they're also then off of that, Effect. throwing the heck out of the ball. Yep. And they have way more explosive plays in the passing game than the Bills do. The, the Eagles are first or second, and the Bills are 13th. Yep. And you got Josh Allen. Put, jo- put Josh Allen with that Eagles offense. They score 40 a game. Well, that offensive line. Well, yeah. And A.J. Brown, yeah. Dallas Goddard. Devontae Smith, Watkins with speed. Like, that is a better wide receiver group than the Bills have right now. Yes. But I've said that from the beginning. But you have Josh Allen. Correct. But that's what I said. I was in training camp saying the position group I'm most worried about was wide receiver, and everybody laughed at me. Look, I know part of this, again, goes back to Gabe being injured. But, like, I am no longer sitting here I think people have taken the fact that I don't think they should ever run the ball. Like, and I know that's part of the shtick and part of the hot take that I have. And then when, you know, the Ravens run the ball successfully and people are going, see Dan, see Dan, some teams should absolutely run the ball. I'm not against running the ball, period. The Eagles are phenomenal at it. Good running back. The Giants, same thing. Good schemes, like good running back. I am for running the football. If you can do it effectively, the bills aren't built like that. And I don't think this is something that can be changed, fixed by, you know, Sean wants to be this physical offensive line, then be physical. But saying you want to be physical doesn't make you a more physical team. But they can be better at running it and a little more physical. Hard to be worse. I got to say, you're right. I mean, they are. I, I'd have to look at it. Are they the worst running team? If you take the quarterback out. If you take the quarterback out for sure, but then Josh skews every stat. He does. Because, because then people come up to me. Well, they're averaging yeah. 5.6 yards a rush. Yeah, that's because Josh goes for 10 and the two runs before it are one and two yards. Like, what are we doing? Yeah. So, and again, okay. we are, I'm looking at this over the big picture of Josh can, throw you get him healthy they sign obj like add all these things that could happen for them gabe gets healthy all that great they should be better at it and i know mcdermott wants it i know he wants it they're also adjusting a little bit i know he wants look last year they did adjust and they got better at running the ball better and Maybe it's coincidence or whatever, but down the stretch, their offense was lethal. You take that stupid home game against New England out, lethal, the full offense. And I'm not saying it's because of the running game, but it 
there were moments where it helped them get through some small stretches in the game. It didn't have to be Josh every time they ran the ball. And this time, again, I, I, I people think it's a simple fix. Get a running back. Do this. I got to say, there's things they can do, and some of it is scheme, and I want to see some of that. For Ken Dorsey to call two run plays right now would be sacrilegious in a row. Yeah, well, they did do that. Yeah, and look what happened. Yeah. Like, it's it, it's not good. They did that so like, in Miami, right? Yep. Two run plays and then the, the sack fumble. Yep. So, uh, like yeah. I said, we're, we're, we're critiquing this offense, but this isn't the offense that we've been used to, and there are a ton of factors, as we have mentioned, between injuries, new offensive coordinator, the lack of a running game, all of these things play into it. Yep. The good thing, Mike, is that this Bills defense, with all of its injuries, has just been outstanding. And they will face a rookie quarterback for the first time this season. Sean McDermott, I saw the stat, 7-3 and three against rookie quarterbacks in his head coaching career. Kenny Pickett, your thoughts and what you're expecting to see from maybe him as well as what you're expecting to see from the Bills' defense? Uh, you know, I like a lot about Pickett. I like his personality. I like that he's got the enthusiasm. I think this franchise needs it at the quarterback position. Ben Roethlisberger is a Hall of Fame quarterback, was there all that time. His time was over. It ended like Eli's did with the Giants, where it was like, hey, great, you're not coming back next year, are you? And then he comes back again. <laughs> Uh, but he did, and it was old and tired, and the offense has just stagnated. Um, they've got good skill position, guys. Yep. And, you know, Pickens is a player, and I don't know what's wrong with Claypool. Fryermuth is that kind of tight end. I think he can make plays for them. I don't know what's going on with Deontay Johnson. He's been all over the map, but that guy can make plays too. So maybe Pickett is the guy, at least in part, that's going to unleash some of that for this Give offense. A spark. Yeah. He's going to make mistakes too. You know, again, it's great to say he does it. You know, you, you see, you hear all the coach speak, you know, right away, he makes everybody better. He shows him, and all that stuff is great. And I think, again, you will see a more dynamic offense in terms of what they attempt to do, but, but he yeah. threw it down the field. He got picked. It was on a deflected pass. He underthrew the ball. Yep. I don't know if you've heard this. He has small hands. Small hands. Yeah. Dislocated thumb. His thumb is he that that's the thing. He's got yeah. a thumb issue that makes his hands smaller. Cause like they go from your ring finger to your thumb, and his thumb is all messed up, I guess. Yeah. Uh but I, I, I like him. Mr. Two Glove Kenny. That's it. I like him. Um, you know, there's a play last week where he took a shot. Oh. And he delivered right over the middle and he got up laughing. I that think he's awesome. got he's got that to him. He's yeah. got a little of that, and I think it'd be great. And I'm, you know, I feel a little bit for Mitchell Trubisky. Like he was a he was really good for the Bills because he never played. <laughs> and I'm not saying that he can't play, but I think he went there thinking, what's the best way to hold on to the job is don't make mistakes. Yeah, and he never really cut loose because he's got this if, this rookie behind him that everybody in Pittsburgh wants him to play. So it was only a matter of time until they went with it. Um, their defense is banged up. We'll see as the week goes on who's going to play. A 14-and-a-half-point line is is huge. I mean, it's Bills and Steelers. Like, you just don't the assume. The biggest underdog of the Steelers have been in their franchise history, 
and it's the most they've been in an underdog since this they played the Cowboys in the in Super the Super Bowl. Bowl. Yeah, that was that Neil O'Donnell 13. Super Bowl. Yeah. yeah. Uh I mean it's because they're the Steelers. They they're never a losing team. They're never that team. They never have top ten picks. I mean, that's just who they are. I used to say to you guys, Steelers are the franchise the Bills want to be when they grow up. Yeah. And now they've become that, at least in a short term, of the viable team with the good staff, good management, all that stuff, and the quarterback they get behind, and that's great. Pittsburgh's rebuilding. Now, could they come in with a good plan? T.J. Watt makes it a good plan. They're 0-7 without T.J. on the field. He's an absolute difference maker, and he was last year. And Hayward hasn't been himself. So they have a lot of issues there. But as far as the quarterback goes, I think it's going to be some fun plays. I also think they're going to get to him. I think he's going to put some balls up. I think Jordan Poyer is going to get to a little closer to the million? Uh, McAfee uh, million-dollar pledge for his charity. What is it, 14 or 13, 13 interceptions? Yeah, a million bucks to his charity. By the way, the all-time record is 14 by, you remember, Night Train Lane. Yes. Yes. Obviously. Yes, even that was even before my time. And then it's uh, then it's like 13. So, by the way, if Jordan Poyer gets 13 interceptions, he'll be getting a lot more than a million dollars, and it'll be coming from the Buffalo Bills. You he inter- already you inter- hit – Spot Track already had yeah. – he hit one of his bonuses. He made a quarter of a million for having three interceptions. So I can't imagine how much more the incentives go up. So, yeah. again, Poyer's a guy – I don't think we're talking about him enough – what he meant to this, what he means to this defense on top of the fact without Micah Hyde. Yeah. So the fact is, look, we always talk about, you know, it's the long completion on third and long to a, to waddle with two inexperienced safeties back there. Coulda, woulda, shoulda, but I just don't see that happening with Jordan Poyer on the field. No. So the bills are three and all with Poyer on the field this season. Um, he's a guy that's bet on himself. And he is one of the guys like Lamar Jackson that have really kind of cashed in so yeah. far. Except, but it, it, yeah, and he's a thirty-plus safety as opposed yep. to a quarterback. But correct. But he has proven himself is worth to the league, you know. And also, you know, if he wants to get paid, like I'm sure the New York Giants would take him in a year. Yep. Because they're rebuilding and they're trying to find those guys. So there's places that'll pay him. It might end up being the Bills. We never, you know, those things, yeah. stranger things have happened in that case. Yeah. But again, against a rookie quarterback, he's going to see things. And you got to say one thing, man. Sean McDermott has his critics about a lot of stuff. Leslie Frazier about a lot of stuff. But when it comes to coaching up guys in the secondary, there is no one that does it better. These guys come in prepared. We just almost assume these rookie corners and inexperienced yeah. safeties and they come in and they're rarely in the wrong spot and they make plays and they work well together. Damn, they've given up seven points in the second half in four games. Is that good? I mean, it's incredible that they've done that. So my, now my question going into Sunday is usually you think of a rookie quarterback, you think exotic blitzes, confusing him with where the pressure is coming from. And the Bills are, I believe they're second in the NFL in successful QB pressures, getting to the quarterback. They are last in the NFL in blitzing, which is those two stats don't go together. And it's a great thing that they do because that right. means they're not sending blitzers and they're still getting there. Um yeah. So my, I think you want to pressure, pick it. Pressure um, with four. 
they'll get yeah, pressure with four. The Steelers won't be able to protect. And you drop guys into coverage. And again, he has talented receivers, and he's not afraid to yeah. make a throw. But also, the guy's not afraid to make a throw is going to put it in the other team's yeah. hands sometimes. I, if I'm a Steelers fan, I'm encouraged just in general from what I see. But just like with Josh as a rookie playing, you're going to see some ups and downs. You may yep. see some, you know, I don't know if he's going to hurdle uh, Matt Milano during the game, but this kid's going to make some plays. He's going to be fun. Uh, but but I just – I see the Bills coming off a bad game and a good comeback, but not a great all-around game, yeah. ready to say, here's who we are getting ready for Kansas City the next week. It's funny that you say Kansas City because as we wrap up, I I know it's always just focused on what you're going to do and, you know. Yeah, we to, don't have to worry about that. We can look ahead. Yeah, yeah. I'm just saying, I don't know how you don't look at what Kansas City's doing all over again. Um, what would the Chiefs offense look like without Tyree Kill? Um, apparently, it looks like what it did with Tyree Kill. Um, and they could very See, well. I don't think so. Really? I think it looks effective. It doesn't look scary to me, and especially when the defense – I know Tampa's got a really good defense and all. Their wide receivers are not – I mean, Kelsey's just – Kelsey. Um, they're just different, very effective. Mahomes – I think Mahomes is playing better than he did last year. I agree. I, he's just getting back to what maybe he was earlier, uh, and he's playing – sorry, Bills fans, but right now I'd say Mahomes is number one for the MVP. He's had and two like player that, of the weeks already. He's played great. Uh, and Josh is obviously in the conversation. We know that. Right. But it's one month just, in, I, but. I guess I just looked at what Kansas City did on that Sunday night game, which was kind of a snooze fest. Um, but just the fact of, man, could the AFC championship game be held in Kansas City again? Like, like that could be. That, oh, yeah. That's, that's where my brain went. Now, you got to remember. You got to remember the Bills went there and beat them last year yep. and still didn't get to host the championship game. Jackson, I guess that's what I'm saying. And I go, there's so many things obviously you can't control, but that doesn't mean that on hey. the Buffalo plus YouTube channel, we can't talk about it. Oh, we can talk about it. By the way, they already had their Jacksonville loss maybe when they lost to the Colts. Yeah. Uncle so, Dan was all over that one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Not a good week this week, but the Braves won. And swept the Mets. So so that made a two seven in one week not weekend not feel so bad. Um all right. Anything else? No, I think we're pretty good. I think yeah. we're pretty good. We're looking forward to it. Uh it'll be fun. You and I'll be up there on uh Sunday for Bills and Steelers, and we'll we'll see what happens. And then every Monday, every morning after the game, whoever's at the game will do a instant reaction post-game podcast. So that'll be up wherever you get your podcast. Yeah, audio podcast, because we're likely having a couple of beers while we're doing that one. So yes. we're moving that one along. Uh, it's a little more of uh hot take. What we say? Yeah, hot takes, a little riff. Like, we just go yeah. a little bit. Freestyle. Talk about whatever. Freestyle. That's what we are. Because yeah, <laughs> when you think of Buffalo Plus, you think when freestyle. you think of Mike Catalano, <laughs> you think of man. <laughs> All right, thanks so much for joining us. Please remember, like, comment, subscribe, comment on where, what can improve this offense, and don't comment more carries for James Cook. Don't just don't do that. <laughs> you might uh, hear it. Yeah. Thanks so much for watching. From Mike Catalana, I'm Dan Bates. We'll catch you next time here on the Buffalo Plus YouTube channel.
Why? Why? If you Why? have T-Mobile 5G home internet, you might be hearing this Why? a lot. Why? Every time your internet slows down during the busiest hours. Why? Why? Because your network gives priority to cell phone users. Why? Why? Good question. Why not switch to Cox Internet with two times faster download speeds than T-Mobile 5G home internet during peak hours? Okay. Stop the whys and visit cox.com slash 5G home for details. T-Mobile prioritizes certain T-Mobile phone users over home internet users during times of congestion. 